1953, Edmund Hillary and Sherpa Tenzing Norgay brought grape nuts along on their trek to the peak of Mount Everest when they began, became the first to reach the mountain summit. Did they make it down or did they die? I don't remember. Fuck those people. Welcome to another episode of the Sully J and Nate Show. We're glad to be back with all of you. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed the last episode. Um, so that was a fun one, the last week's episode. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I have a less fun, more serious one. If that's cool, anybody opposed? I mean, any opposition? Here, here. Talk about I'm in a good way. Let's go. Let's do this. So many moons ago, four score and seven years ago, we had an old podcast. Yeah. Um, That show's no longer, but one of my favorite episodes that we ever did on that show was a conversation about the death penalty. Okay. I would like to revisit that conversation. What is it? Four years later? Probably more than that. I don't know. Ballpark it. I mean, Oliver. Oliver's five, and we started the show right before he was born, or right after. It was. It was before. It was a little bit before he was born. That show. That's the old show. So it predates Oliver. Yeah. Wow. That well, makes me feel. Yeah, but it also didn't old. make it. So yeah. Oliver's Oliver lasted longer than the old show did. It predates Thank, Oliver, but it didn't thankfully. outdate him. Yeah. So I would like to revisit the conversation. Well, I mean, I would hope that that's true for all chil- your children, for all of our shows, just to be clear. Yeah, me too. I don't think that this will go on, like, I don't think the SJN show will go on for, like, 85 more years. I don't want to I don't want to live that long, first of all. <laughs> well, if it's 85 more years, you would be, like, 120. False. 115. Yeah. Okay, Mr. Exact False. I don't even want to live to 85. You said a, in in that old podcast at one point you said you wanted to die at 40. That I just want to bring that I just want to bring that back up. Okay, we can talk about that. That's like 10 it's, years from now. You literally said Hell yeah, it is. You literally said you want to die at 40. Okay, here's yeah. the truth. <laughs> I would like all my kids to graduate high school. And then I'm fine. Before you die? Yeah. So, like, Miles graduates, you ha- heart attack. <laughs> yeah. So that's just 17 <laughs> more years, right? Uh, I, I would be... Uh, 47. Uh, 47 when he graduates. Are you 30 right now? I'll be 30 this year. I'll be 30 in April. Next year, technically. Okay, yeah. well, fuck yourself. <laughs> Our birthdays are super close. I, I turn 30 in March, end of March. He turns 30, like, th- two weeks or four weeks later or something that like, like that. That was the coolest story I've ever heard. He just likes to tell people that he's older than me. He does it at any opportunity. Oh, no, I wish I was younger. I'm. It's flipped now. You look older than me. Okay, well, I look older <laughs> than... I look older than I this should is, look. Michael, you asked me if I know anybody. That's that what I was look. staring at you for. When, when he said... When he said... When you when he said, oh, this post that you posted on Instagram is funny. Like, I graduated with half of y'all, and how do y'all look 43? I just was staring at you because I felt like you were just talking about me honestly i didn't even think about you when i posted that at all i'll tell this story again one time i was working at a winery this is years ago by the way and 
a lady came up and was buying wine, said it was her birthday. So I jokingly said like, oh, your 21st birthday, because she was obviously not 21. She was an she was older. And I said, 21st birthday, joking. She laughed, ha, ha, ha. She said, how old are you? And I jokingly, I said, 50. And she said, oh. <laughs> yeah, I remember she that. She said, oh. You look a little 50. I don't look a little 50. You look a little 50. All right, go ahead anyways. I don't think so. I think if you were 50, you'd look really good for 50. I think you look 35. How do, I, how do I look? You look younger than me. You look 30. 32. I know. Yeah. Sad. Little baby face. Bummed about being 32. I'm pretty bummed about turning 30 this year. Oh, I'm Next going through year, a blah. I'm going through a strong like one third life crisis right now. Yeah, me too, bro. I, I have I started I have hand tattoos. I started now. like gambling and not even good hand sports. tattoos. I got stick and pokes on my friend's kitchen I'm table. Je- and the sad thing is like I'm jealous of you, but then I've turned that into I've just started sports gambling. Don't know what that's about. That's You've been hanging out with Nick. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I just I don't know. I'm just having a weird time. Since he's not here, uh, follow him at. On Instagram, but not so little Nikki. Not so little Nikki. All right, sorry. So, what's right. your thing? So, a long time ago, do people deserve to die? We talked about the death penalty. Yes. The really the morality of the death penalty. I would like to revisit that conversation. I know that we have all changed a lot. Can you recap where you were back then? I can recap where I was. I can't do so for any of the other people who were on the show, which was these guys plus. Uh, another guy because um, I don't really remember um, I'm pretty sure I was uh, opposed to the death penalty at the time I think that I remember my end stance being I am torn about it but I know that maybe a year ish before that and then obviously and then older like farther back than that I would have been pro death penalty um, I think at the end of the podcast, I remember saying that like I'm torn about it. That was where I previously stood. Do you remember what you said, Nate? I have I don't, but I don't feel like I've probably changed very much on my stance of this. I don't have uh, much like a lot of things that are probably actually important in life. Don't have very strong opinions on them, but. I would say that I probably just like thinking about it a little bit am opposed to the death penalty. So the reason I want to revisit it is one, I think it's an, well, for one, uh, we learned with our conversation about uh, religion and all that a couple weeks ago that you, the listener enjoy some of the more serious topics. So I also enjoy, I enjoyed those kind of conversations. Um, so I want, I mean, if that's something that you appreciate as a listener and you like those kinds of topics, then I want to be able to provide those every now and then. So that's number one. Number two, um, there've just been a couple of things happen in the world recently that made me think about it again. Yeah. Um, a couple of cases where it's on the table, um, chief among them in my mind is the Ahmad Arbery case. Um, that was talked about as an option. Uh, I believe Marquis Floyd, which was a Orlando case where he killed a police officer. Um, I believe he, I believe the death penalty is on the table for him. 
Um, and then there have just been some really, uh, really horrible things that people have done to other people. And so it just made me think about like sentencing and crime and stuff like that. So I wanted to just get into a conversation and it doesn't have to be long. We don't have to drag it out, but, and I want to hear everybody's thoughts and opinions on the death penalty. Is it just, is it moral? Is it something that we should be able to decide um, why or why not? Okay. Ready, set, go. Um, I don't, yeah, I don't think that we should be, uh, pretty much, I know this is like, I don't know, maybe, maybe a hot take, I don't know, but I don't think that, um, it's our job as humans to decide no matter what crime has been committed, and that's hard for me to say because... Like, when, especially, like, I don't know, like, crimes involving children and things like that, like, I do think, like, eh, maybe just kill that person, you know? But I think that we shouldn't be in charge of deciding uh, to kill someone. I don't think we should be in charge of the death of a person um, as a whole. I don't think that... uh I don't think that it's even helpful for and maybe I'm wrong, but like, I feel like even in cases where like someone's done something horrific to a family member, I don't always think that it's helpful for that person. Is it like, I don't think it's justice to just kill the person that did something horrific to your family or anything like that. Now I would say life in prison, which is basically a death sentence because you're just going to spend your entire life locked up. I feel better about that. I don't know. Like, even though technically that's like you're, you're just sentencing their whole life to be lived in a K in a prison and they're just going to die there. So I don't know. I haven't really thought about it that much as uh, obvious by my answers. Sully? Um, I have a lot of thoughts only because um, in the last few years, my best friend from back home, Nick Nepic, um, is, uh has done a lot of research, read a lot of books, and has gotten incredibly passionate about this. So he posts on his story about it quite often and has started getting me like, you know, I've started to like really enjoy reading, like learning about it and like becoming more knowledgeable about it. And I think that um, there's a few good points that I want to just point out. I'm going through his highlights right now of he has like a whole highlight story reel. If, if you want to look at it, I'll, I'll shout him out. If you want to look at some really interesting stats and look through um, my friend is it's N Nepic. So N-N-E-P-P-A-C-H on Instagram. He has a highlight on his Instagram that's like 35,000 stories long. And it just talks about the death penalty and has some books and has some stats and some interesting things about it. So if you want to learn about it, hit him up. But besides that, um, there's some things that like as a principle, I feel pretty against it. And then there are... Um, some statistics that even I think if you were for it should make you against it. 
So I'll start with the like the th- like the principle as a whole. Um, I think that it's a very strange thing to kill someone to show that killing is wrong. I think as like as a principle, I think that's a very strange thing in general. Um, I think it's also it tends so the the argument that I've found to be the most interesting is typically not blanket statement. Well, we'll go back to this. Not a blanket statement. Typically, it is conservative or right-wing people who are pro-death penalty. Mm-hmm. However, it is ironically also typically right-wing or conservative people that are pro-life. And those two things really can't coincide. They seem very contradictory. You can't only fight for life in one scenario. You can't say that life is sacred in the womb, but also that person deserves to die and can't be redeemed or sanctified or whatever Christian word you want to put on it. Um, because if, if you believe that every life, every life um, deserves to have a chance, then right. that includes criminals and your enemies. Yeah. Um, so I just think that those two as a general overarching theme of of the death sentence for those reasons i would be against it but then i have much more strong opinions because of some statistics so i'll just read mainly two um that blew my mind uh the first statistic is that for every nine people that are executed one person on death row has been exonerated which means that 11 percent of all people on death row are innocent or let me rephrase that 11 people on 11% of people on death row have been proven innocent. So who knows how many actually may have been. Right. Um, that is a terrifying number. Yeah. Like one in a hundred is bad. One in a thousand is like, okay, one in nine have been exonerated. Yeah. That is a really bad, like, like After if we were they've going, been killed. No, no, no. Well, I, I'm not sure about that stat. It, that would be n- it doesn't really matter. I, I mean, it I guess it, it does. Yeah. I guess, but I'm, what I'm saying is, like, we would not accept. Well, it does in the in the sense of it does for that person and their was family. Exonerated while they were alive, they go free. That's if very they true. Were, if they were found to be innocent, yeah, then we fucking killed somebody that was innocent, right? And and, and it, it would also mean in that particular that stat would mean it's hyper focused on just people who have been killed, executed versus. Like it would be a It's just an number. insane stat that and we just would not accept that failure rate in any other aspect of life at all. Like imagine if you were like, Hey, you need your appendix removed, but one in nine people die, you'd be like, I'm not getting my fucking appendix removed. I like I'm not gonna chance that. One in nine is a very high one in nine of these cars doesn't work, you just bought right. it. <laughs> like no one would accept a one in nine failure rate on any you wouldn't you wouldn't take a one in nine failure rate on like a toilet flushing, much less your fucking life. Like that just seems insane. So that's the first stat. But a more important stat, I think, uh, this is a very, 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 very sad and fucked up stat. Uh, but this is a real thing. Persons executed for interracial murder, uh, white defendant, black victim, 21. Black defendant, white victim, 295. Oh. Holy fucking shit the the disparity of that stat i don't care 
who you are, that stat should make you want to throw up. That is, that's disgusting. That's an insane stat. Uh, obviously, it's an, an incredibly disproportionately, and we know, you should know, that historically in the United States, black people are disproportionately have longer and more harsh sentences than white people. Mm-hmm. But and we're talking about the close. fucking death penalty, and it's more than, more than 10 times disproportionately placed on black defendants. That's insane. Um, And then some, my last stat that I'll just throw out there, obviously certain states are worse than other states uh, when it comes to the death penalty, but I did not realize how, uh, how insanely much higher my, uh, my beautiful state of Texas is (laughs) than every other state. Texas kills a lot of people. Yeah. Most states. So like going in order, you have like five, 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 sevens, a couple twelves. This is sorry. Executions by state since 1976. So what is that? Uh, 30, 40, almost 50 years, like 45 years, something like that. So like a lot of people are fives, sevens, twelves, 13, 16, 28. Uh, Goes up to like your state of Arkansas, 31. Uh, Goes up. And there's not that many people in Arkansas. Right. And then it goes up. Florida is number four with 99. Wow. Um, Oklahoma, number three. Which is actually more now. Oh, the, I'm sure. Well, this is up. To, this is up to 2020. This does okay. not include 2021. Because I know that the hundredth person in Florida was executed. Oh, really? This probably this last year. Yeah. Um, and I will say that was under the the Trump administration went haywire with uh in their last six months of presidency with um death penalty killings yeah, for they, people that have been on death row for years. I don't know like, what let's, I don't know what the deal up. was there. Um, Oklahoma 112 is third. Virginia, 113. So that's second place, 113. I just want to remind everyone, 113. Texas, 569. Holy cow. I love Texas a lot, but that's... That's insane. That's rough. So the combination of those things, and and I will say, like, probably 10 years ago, I would have been very pro-death penalty, and probably six years ago, I would have been, like, still, like, on the fence, but probably leaning toward pro um, I think I ended the conversation at the last podcast with like a I'm unsure. I'm quite heavily against the death penalty, and I'll credit that all to um, to Nick and the information that he's poured out. But the irony of that sh- just shows me like knowledge is power kind of thing, and a lot of ignorance is bliss. Like it's easy to say, yeah, kill people that kill people until you realize they're people. Like it's easy to just I, I just don't feel like it should be easy no to I'm just say, like, I know I'm separated from it I don't know any people on death row I don't so I think back then I was ignorant of statistics I was ignorant no, I understand. of good arguments and I understand so it's what easy you're saying then to say oh it's a bad person yeah now just... I realize that they're still human and that's what makes makes it hard forget the stats even for a second I think it is a little bit um dichotomous if that's a word to say sure i love people and people can heal or people can change and think about all of my fuck-ups in life and how i've changed and then say we have the right to decide who dies and who doesn't and punish in, death in by addition death. to those things that you're saying also we get it wrong one in nine times one in nine that's that is not a that's not a small number so, like one in hundred should be like unacceptable. Yeah. One in nine? It's crazy. 
that's so that's that's it. I just thought those are some interesting stats. Uh, maybe it'll ch- it changed my opinions. I will say. Yeah. So maybe it'll change someone else's. But I'm pretty anti. Um, the death penalty also a weird uh, a, f- a a cool program that exists that Nick has been a part of before twice I believe is that you can sign up I'm not exactly sure the website um, but you can sign up actually to be pen pals with someone on death row um, he's done that twice and has found it to be an insanely growing experience for him um, and an interesting experience. To write to people who have literally no communication with any other humans in their world. And some of them for years and years and years. Yeah. Which is pretty sad. That's it. I'm done talking. Michael? Um, I was just going to say, yeah, I agree. I don't like, I don't want to just echo what they've said. So I I was just going to pose a question. So what do we do? Like, what is the alternative? To, yeah, because I know I a mean, lot. I guess of, life in prison, right? Well, I know. I, like, I is understand. That, is that your stance? Is just life in prison? That's what I'm curious about. With, sure. With a, I think. Well, Jay, last time when we talked about this, he was saying like, we need to figure which focus on rehabilitation. Like, do some like pro, like in, institute programs that are you know. Yeah. So for me, yeah, a hundred percent. Um, <clears throat> my stance. Is remains the same. Um, I strongly disagree with the death penalty. Um, I believe that there are a lot of flaws, many, many, many major flaws in the justice system in this country. Um, some, I mean, we could we could have a whole podcast dedicated just to the injustice in the yeah. justice system. Um, so I'm not gonna uh, I'm not gonna dive into all that tonight um but the truth of it is there is unbelievable amounts of injustice it is a it is an incredibly flawed system um you've got people who uh serve i mean there there are there are black men in this country that are serving life in prison for marijuana possession while like 25 bucks worth of marijuana possession like get out of here which is asinine and there are there are white men in this country recently who have been let out on violent offenses um in in terms of either just probation or terms of three years terms of five years terms of 10 where they've they have white men walking free that beat the shit out of their wives and kids there you know that we have a a a list of sexual predators people who, who have who have not just like been inappropriate towards someone but like fully and horribly people. done horrific things to someone that are just hanging out down the street from you oh they're on a list though yeah get the fuck out of here and and there's there's people predominantly black men um who are are spending the rest of their lives in prison for having some weed um so that's which that's, which, which, which we don't have to get into a whole like marijuana episode but uh, That'd be fun. It is has been federally decriminalized, right? And it yet, has. and yet, people, and yet people still, are still right because bars. the the irony of it is, even though it's no longer a crime, for some reason they still have to pay the penalty for something that 
was a crime. So it's kind of like a weird thing. Like, totally so this ridiculous. is this is my problem. And I'll just, I sorry, I don't want to interrupt too, but I'll be super quick. The, I know that the argument against, like, or the argument for the death penalty against what we just said, when someone like Michael says, okay, then what do we do? Is the argument tends to be that I've seen is so we're gonna basically the taxpaying people of America are going to pay for rehabilitation. The taxpaying people, non-criminal people that are law-abiding citizens are going to pay for that, blah, blah, blah. To which I say, oh, you want to free up those funds? Let all the black people that had weed problems uh, out of prison. Yeah. And then it frees up so much money. No more tax dollars on your on your conscience. Yeah. So let me get through. Because That's awesome. I, I, it like throws off my... Yeah, no, I'm I won't to, talk like, anymore. I'm trying to like get... Of get my all my thoughts out and it kind of breaks it up. So, um, I think I kind of lost where I was. Um, I think that I think that there's some major flaws. Um, I think that we have spent a lot of time. Well, first off, the fact that that uh, that prisons can be privatized is like unbelievably, unbelievably horrible in my opinion. Why is that something we can make money that someone can make money on? housing people that that is not incentive to fight for justice that's incentive to fight for more people being in your money making machine yeah the fact that that makes money is outrageous um so that's one um two um there's a lot of things that we spend money on that is that are totally unnecessary um Whereas we could be we could be using that money for things that are good for people. So, for instance, um, I listened to this. Uh, I listened to this podcast called Serial. Many of you probably heard. Uh, there was a. It might have been the first season, honestly. Um, several years ago, like blew up. It was a case about this uh, kid who maybe had killed his girlfriend, um, being convicted, but like the argument that this uh, researcher um, made was that he was he actually was maybe innocent um, and serving a sentence, and he was a person of color. Um, anyway, it was a it was a phenomenal phenomenal podcast, but. Um, the later seasons, one of them follows. Uh, did y'all hear about the guy? Uh, 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 I think he was Sergeant Bergdahl. Um, he was uh, in the army, and um, he like had this whole thing where like he he like left. Um, he he was returned to America. He was kidnapped by the Taliban. I did hear about this. He like left his. Is this the guy that like left his shift? His like guard duty in the middle of the night quote unquote and then he was captured and then he yeah. returned to like i think i heard the first part of the story and i never finished so it. it originally like it was believed that he was just like kidnapped uh but then what has come since then since he's been returned to america um was that he actually like uh deserted his post and Went ended AWOL. up like yeah and so anyway that's a whole thing they that's an us an uh season of the show then this most recent season that i've been listening to it's not the most recent season of the show but it's um season three is uh the this uh uh investigative journalist is uh, doing some research on the, the justice system and she is in 
Cleveland, Ohio in courtrooms. And she's just she just spends her time in courtrooms, uh, talking to attorneys, talking to judges, talking to defendants, um, talking to, you know, anybody she can talk to um, and just following cases to try to get some clarity on the justice system and what's happening. Um, and she describes a couple of different like uh, courtroom judges because ju- I didn't really realize this a ton, but judges um, pretty much have like total authority to do whatever they want. Yeah, like in the court, like in their yeah, court, it's and their it's, courtroom. Like, and it's really inconsistent with like what's who the judge is. Yeah, and um. Anyway, I won't. It would take a long time to get into all the detail, but there's some really like shocking things that I mean, it's on record. Like she's got like recordings of these judges, like ranging from like the nicest people ever. You guys have probably seen. There's a viral judge. I don't remember where he is, uh, where he like makes up creative I, sentences. I love and that guy. He's amazing, and but, he like he like really helps people. Like he let he like let that really really old guy out of his speeding ticket. I I've seen a lot of his videos. That guy stuff dope. like uh, the, the, you know there's a there's someone there for some kind of traffic uh, infraction and they have their kid with them. So he brings the kid up to the stand and asks, you know, do you think you you think your parent what should their punishment be? Should I write, write him and take in the kids like yeah? And he's like you do, you know. <laughs> anyway, he's he's hilarious, but he's a compassionate, kind person. Yeah. Then there's recordings on on this podcast that this, this uh, reporter shares where this judge is like wait same guy no 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 oh, no. different totally guy. different okay. guy um this is in cleveland all all everything that she studies is in cleveland is like saying some really like highly inappropriate things to people calling them a pieces of shit uh you're a trash you're a waste of space um you're never going to amount to anything like this is a judge someone who's supposed to be impartial um, who's just like rate like and has total authority. There's no one to check a judge and keep him in. Anyway, my point in all of that being, she shares the this dichotomy between some of the judges um, who are really hard nosed and really tough. There's no, there's no standard, basically. Right, and then the, these other judges that like, there's one judge that, uh, and it's in some kind of like a uh, drug rehabilitation program, and it's like the most lighthearted, fun. Like the 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 people who are in the program look forward to going. Um, and this is, you have to be assigned that for, as your punishment. And so if you get assigned to this like court ordered program, um, they've seen statistically speaking that those people have a, uh, a lower, uh, re, uh, what's the word? Um, like relapse, reoffense, reoffense rate. Like they, yeah. they, they're, they're, they're not there as often. Now, many of them struggle, they're, they're addicted. So they, there's a lot of, they're not repeat offenders. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, over time and you know it takes some time but anyway so i think that um putting money towards good programs that have research behind them have education behind them have science and all those kind of things behind them i think that that could help us avoid getting to a place where we're just locking people in in rooms for uh, periods of time that are unknown and then the, the truth of it is once you get out of prison you're just welcome you know you're just sent right back out into the world without any amount of time being spent trying to help you grow as a human um i think there are some people in this world who just there's no hope that they're going to change they're just psychos like you look at charles manson 
You look at uh, Jeffrey Dahmer. You look at some, you know, the big name. The what was the Ted Bundy? Like the, the, those dudes, they're not changing. Like they're they're just they are what they are. But there's some people who have had a a tough, you know, draw of cards. They've been dealt a tough hand, um, and sometimes they resort to crime as the only means of like survival. And with some training and with some education and with some like intentionality those people can change their lives and make something different. And so I think if we spent our time and money on investing in people instead of just putting them in a house, like a big giant concrete house with a bunch of other offenders just to, for an amount of time without much or any intentionality about what happens during that time, why would we expect them to change and be any different? They're just counting down days until they get out and then nothing, they're not different people but if we spend our time and our money and our resources and our efforts and all those kind of things trying the best we can to invest in people, therapy and counseling and education and all this stuff, I believe that the amount of people who would find themselves as repeat offenders would drop drastically. Um, and and the money is there. The money's if being we spent. just relocate it. Right. If, if we're not having to house as many people for as long if and as often... If we're not having to pay... The cops to arrest people for marijuana. Also that. Just throwing that out. And, and that's what I'm saying. There's so many layers to this and so many, to answer your question, there's so many things that could be tried and could be done. Um, and I think that this, the serial podcast, that particular episode or uh, uh, season really opened my eyes to like, because it kind of feels helpless. Like you asked that question and I felt that the, um, the, the, the almost it wasn't a plea, but it was kind of like a I don't even, what do we what would we even do like what would even like I also feel that, but then you see these little things that are happening in different pockets, and I'm like oh that that that's a thing like that's something that we could do. You see the rehabilitation happening in that program, and not everybody stays clean, and not everybody stays out of trouble. And but if it is life in prison, like for the Jeffrey Dahmers, then it's life in prison. It's life in prison, but that doesn't mean that they, you can't make something out of the life that you have left. 100%. Um, and so I just, I think that, um, I don't think that we should be cavalier with just like, you know, trusting that everybody's just better. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think that, you know. That really is insane. I've never really thought about that. Like, okay, you've spent two years, now just, okay, bye. Yeah, I don't, you know, I think that, the, I, I think that we should reevaluate you know this the 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 punishment for certain crimes like i i think that for the most part like drug offenses are silly i think if you're like using hard drugs i have sympathy and empathy for you like i, I feel bad about that but like for the most part if that's a decision that you make for yourself and you're and you and also, you you are not doing anything to harm just, anyone just else. Just about to say that. Release all drug offenders if that's their only offense. Yeah. Now, if I just you, want to be clear, if, if, you, if you did drugs and then murdered someone, that's obviously not totally. The same thing. Um, so things like that, like we're spending a lot of money um, on a lot of things that are not really impacting anybody except that one individual, um, and that money could be spent doing some other stuff. Yeah, I mean, you have to think like when you pull like it's bigger than just the the tax dollars that go to the jail system. Like when when when. I'm just going to use marijuana as the example, just because it's the easy example. When we make marijuana a a crime, right, and someone gets pulled over for, and then the guy smells weed, uh, you know, whatever, and 
the there's a bag of weed and by the way they're not driving under the influence in this situation there's just weed in the car okay and that person gets arrested the cop has to go back and do paperwork that paperwork has to go to a clerk that gets paid to file that paperwork then that person has to set up a court date that takes money the court has to find a jury or if it's not that big of an offense it's maybe just decided by the judge that judge has to get paid for that trial there's there's uh policemen in that courthouse right there that have to protect people those guys are getting paid for that time then they have to be transported to a jail or a prison that takes money and then they have to get fed and have rooms and showers that takes money right yep so to say oh we don't want to rehabilitate and the death penalty helps keep the numbers down that's a fucking bad like it that's just a bad argument. Well, it's only keeping the numbers down in Texas because there's apparently the it is right. Killing enough and it's just, but I'm saying it's a silly argument to make, like especially when you're talking about. Let's be honest here. All since 1976, I think if we added all of those numbers up, it'd be under a thousand. Versus how many tens of thousands of people would be released if we just said, "Oh, everyone that got in trouble for drugs, you're good to go." That would save way more money than keeping the death like i just think it's a silly argument that's all i'm saying money it, money shouldn't be an argument also it's a pretty shitty argument to say "Ooh, i know that that's a person's soul and their life and their body and the life that they have in them uh but ugh, i'm kind of short on cash like that just seems kind of shitty well too. here's here's my other thought on the people who argue like i don't want to put my tax dollars towards any of these programs you know i don't want more taxes if we are spending the time and the money to better our communities, it might we will live in better communities. Yeah, that's true too. Good point. Like you're the 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 the, the risks are lessened. That uh, that doesn't mean that there's never going to be crime. It just means that if we are providing uh, other options to people, the people who choose or fall into crime because it's their last resort and last option may not do that because they've got other options. We've got programs that help people who. Uh, don't have their education, get educated or learn a trade or learn a skill. We, we're investing in low-income communities. We're like, if we yeah. step up to the plate and do, like, that's, it's, it does end up helping you in the end. It anyways, does help right? you. You live in a better community. And so, yeah, you're with better schools and safer all streets. Of it. And yeah, so all of it. Yeah. It's a very good point. Yeah. I think that there's a ton of, uh, and I think we've, we've talked about this briefly, just like before when we talked about education, uh, but I think there's a bunch of like preventative, like why are we do too. why are we why are we locking people up and like what's the root? Why are people committing crimes? Well, a lot of crimes, like you're saying, are people who uh, are just desperate. And 100%. so, if not we everybody, can, not but everybody. There are a lot of people there's who a lot of resort to crime because are, of desperation, right? And that desperation came from. Uh, you know things that could have been prevented in the first yeah place. shitty family life shitty area that they lived in shitty education you know all these shitty factors that if there was better education more investment in communities more investment in you know that yeah, type of stuff I, then like like it even comes down to which i don't i i've kind of i don't know about how to do this but we've talked about this a little bit before too but like uh, a universal basic income or like which is i know a lot of people are like socialism but like 
But like that, yeah, socialism. That could <laughs> like if there was some way to implement a universal basic income, I think that that would probably. I could be wrong, but I think just thinking about it could have a impact on crime. I think it probably Possibly, would. Yeah. yeah. I, I those are and I understand that these are hard topics. I understand that they're it's complicated. I, I understand it's that like, it's discussed by people that are way smarter than us that have opinions on both sides. Like the, I I am fully aware that people argue against my point of view that are way smarter than me and I, I still think I still think they're wrong, but they but I can't prove that they're wrong cuz they're way smarter than me, right? Yeah. Like there are way smarter than people us than that argue both <laughs> sides of this argument all the time. And I understand that those are complicated situations and it's probably not as simple as like, oh, give everyone money. And I understand there's other implications maybe. But as a whole, like, I feel like we could use a little bit more simplicity in maybe lawmaking or uh, just, you know, deciding people's fates or something. Maybe, maybe a little more simplicity, a little more like zoom out and use logic would be kind of helpful because – like I think that there are kind of what you're saying. Like I understand there's more nuanced, like arguments about all of these things that we're talking about. But that being said, the principles of what you're saying remain the same. Like we can do things and sacrifice a little for some of us to better, like the entire country or for in the future, and maybe for even for a time that we're not around, like maybe a time for our kids or our grandkids or whatever. And it does take a little bit of sacrifice. It does take a little bit of money. It does take a little bit of whatever. But in general, I think if you boil it down to, hey, are you willing to sacrifice X thing for a better life in the future? Most people would be like, okay, yeah. But you just have to be willing to put a little effort in maybe. And I just feel like j- prison as a whole is a very low effort uh, institute. Very low effort. It's a very low effort also, institute. being privatized, it's a money maker. So 100%. Well, yeah, yeah, and then it's just a business, yeah. A corporation. Um, I was going to say, I can't remember where I heard it, but I think it was on a podcast. It might have been like Freakonomics or something, but they were talking about like addiction and they did a rat study or a mice study. Um, and essentially they had an environment that was horrible and they had like cocaine water or something, some kind of drug water, and the the mice or rats would go to it and eventually kill themselves because their environment was horrible. And then they had another cage with the same, like they had the choice of regular water or the drug water, but they had, you know, nice environment, other mice, wheels, things to play on, whatever, and they would try it and then they'd not go back to it. So it does have a big thing to do with environment, with like, you know, choices in life. You know, when you are desperate, like, what am I going to do? Steal, sell drugs, you know, like, so, yeah, I think they're... Just to be clear, if I was desperate, I'd sell drugs in a heartbeat. Yeah, I'm just gonna. Yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna sure, go out I got, on a I got kids. I, 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 I like, like. Yeah, I mean, I got, I'll, I'll do whatever. Go I'll do whatever right I gotta now. do, like, to make sure my kids are provided for. Yeah. Did you ever go through the cost of poverty? I did. Yeah, I yeah. did that too one time. It's freaky. Yeah. There's a. There's a. Eye-eye. I haven't heard of that. What is that? So there's a local organization here in Orlando uh, that their primary focus is like, you know, helping in poverty. Um, and one thing that they do to try to like raise awareness is they put on this, uh, it's called the cost of poverty experience. Um, 
And so what they do is they simulate. It's like a big game simulation. So like you, the game of life. Like you're playing the game of life. So yeah. what what you do is they gather a bunch of volunteers, um, and each of those volunteers plays a different community role. So you've got, um, you know, the grocery, the gross, the grocer. You've got the sheriff. You've got the uh, the transportation department. You've got the, uh, the utility judge, department. The, yeah. the judge. You've got all of these all of these different community roles, and then all the participants get an envelope with their life story and backstory. Um, that includes their income, that includes their education level, that includes, you know, the amount of people in their household, that includes what their bills are, all of this stuff. And then they simulate, I think it's three days or a week or something. Um, and every day you have to go through life and accomplish the simple tasks to, uh, to make it through all of your responsibilities. So, if, you know, you've got a grocery shop, you've got to uh, get to work and different people. Some people draw a, a, a envelope that has they've got three cars in their family and uh, and they have a, a, a job that pays them, you know, 60 grand a year. And, the, and all of these scenarios and, and you've then got some, like 15 minutes to do your tasks. All you got to complete the whole thing. Uh, and some people, they don't have a vehicle, uh, but they also make no money. So they have to go get. They, there's literally a transportation uh, person. You have to go get a bus ticket, and in order to get a bus ticket, they have a like one of those sand uh, hourglasses. They flip it over because there's time involved as well. It's not just about money; it's about time as well. And so you have to go through these 15 minute increments. Each 15 minutes is a day, and try to exist. Um, mm. And and you get random draws. So right. you'll. You know, you're you're um, you may get pulled aside and go to jail because you broke the law, and then yeah. all of these different. Th- and then you have to see how this all impacts you. Then you're not making money, and then you lose your house, and you've got kids, and you've got and you've kids got, and you've, that are supposed to be at school or home and fed, and like wow. And it really, it's really eye opening because a lot of people have no empathy for people in this kind of scenario because they've never had to experience it. Right. This is it's the privilege. Time, it's the people who are like just pull yourself up by your bootstraps, but like privilege. I is, don't have bootstraps. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. How am I supposed to pull myself up when I don't even have fucking boots? You know, yeah. like someone who is privileged. This is this is something that I see a lot. People who come from privilege are so defensive about people who say like okay well you've experienced privilege because they feel like it's a personal attack it's not what it is is it's a cry to try to understand somebody who's had it a lot harder than you and so this it's very menial and obviously look that up that sounds super pretty it's pretty yeah what was your draw michael in my simulation i had like i was one of the very low income had to take the bus had a teenager that had to go to school and come home. And essentially, I ended up in jail, had no money, and I was watching from across the room this other guy who was, like, getting my teenager to start selling drugs and stuff while I'm, you know, away from Jeez. home. So it's that, like, kid, that kid's alone. That kid's 15. Yeah. He's and, like, hey, you want to make some money? Hey, you want to... And like, there's bills to pay, and, and that not, falls on the 15-year-old because dad's in jail. I'm not able to be home, Yeah, you know? So it's like... It's it, it's really interesting. Eye-opening. That sounds really really cool. So all that to say, there are so many layers to this, and I think the answer to your question is, I don't know, but there's a lot of places we could start. Yeah. Um, and and I think that the most important thing is for us as individuals 
to start with a desire to see other people yeah, succeed. Have empathy and have empathy. Don't just say, "Well, you made some, you made, you made the decision. Live with it." Like sometimes there's more going on. Sometimes people are are seemingly for whether they are or not. I every scenario is different, but a lot of times people will resort to those things not because it's fun. Like we're being worried about getting busted for selling drugs every second of every day is not a fun life. Like that cannot be a as like a seventeen year old. Like I, you know, yeah. At seventeen, what were my responsibilities? Like nothing. I had to worry about nothing. Yeah. And yeah, it's just a totally different life. And and I mean that takes you to, you know, in some of these scenarios, you've got you know, a kid who will in in a lot of low-income communities who will step up and and ha- and some of the respons- the financial responsibility of the family falls on a ch- a kid. Yep. Uh because a parent might be in prison or disabled or sick or but the bills still come. And and think this food still has to be on the table, and they still got to have a place to live, and the power's got to be on. And so, what 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 else is a seventeen year old kid gonna do? Because I worked I worked uh, at fourteen, you know that was when I got my first job, and I've worked ever since. And I can tell you, most jobs that I've had my entire life don't pay enough money to take care of family. The job that I have now, and I have a a, a prof- professional job in a, like an actual office with a great boss. Um, I, I have a hard time, like just being comfortable, just paying my, pay my basics. Like, I think all, I will say, I, I think that a lot of the, um, lack of compassion, the people that would argue against some of this, um, maybe came from a generation where the middle class was a real thing. Just want to throw that out there. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I've this had, is where we're getting into like uh, in, inflation versus wage growth, and right, like, and, 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 that and there shit is, is well, there's just the no, gap is insane. Well, and I've just found, and I think that we're all in a stage of our life now, as all of us are around the age of thirty. Like, well, you're tw- how old are you, Michael? 27, 26? 28. 28? Oh, you're old man. Uh, so twenty eight to thirty two. So we have a four year gap. So we're right. The mean age here is thirty, right? And I think we're all at the age now where we're realizing that in 2021 there's a very large gap between the 15 the the 10 to 15 dollar an hour jobs which is obviously not enough to live in 2021 and the 80,000 dollar jobs and there like there's a there's really not much in between those two things like there's 30,000 dollar jobs galore and there's $80,000 jobs galore, except for one doesn't pay enough and the other I'm not qualified for. Right. And so say, I'm like... It requires a four-year degree as right. well as Or your uncle has to work or, there or something. Right, exactly. Yeah, so like I find myself in this weird spot of like I feel very stuck in my wage right now where I'm like... Like for instance, Anna and I started looking for apartments together, like two-bedroom apartments, and we're like... I We physically... Like two incomes, and I have a good job. I, I would say I do pretty decently. I, and we're like looking at two bedroom apartments, like literally a thousand square feet. Eighteen hundred dollars. Like, no, twenty five hundred dollars in this area. And we're going twenty five hundred dollars plus electricity, plus water, plus and I'm like internet. And I'm like, I actually don't I don't think that we can afford that unless we wanted to Li- live a very drastically different lifestyle. Five hundred dollars. Yeah, in this area, in the in I'm the 
So in this, hello, Groveland. In this, in this area, right. So Groveland, you're looking at seventeen to nineteen hundred, and in the area that we're in, you're looking at twenty-one to twenty-seven hundred. So thankful for my landlord. Right. I really don't know how people do it. I and I just I don't really understand. Don't. And that's what I'm saying. Like I physically and I do decently, and I have a second income with Anna. That we're talking about combining incomes, and we're n- n- too nervous to move into a thousand square feet. And I'm thirty. By the way, my mom and dad had two kids by 30 and uh, owned a home and like I it's just a different world so maybe I think that there's a maybe a slight lack of compassion because of what you're talking about which is just ignorance and I don't mean ignorance as an insult I mean ignorance as the true meaning like literally they never experienced it because maybe in the 70s and 80s you just went to school and you graduated and there was just people lined up to give you jobs and then well, the and $40,000 you could live on you had $40,000 and uh uh the house that now costs $450,000 was $100,000 you know yeah but the way but less. I still but I still make the same amount of money right. exactly like, so that's the problem and and you the know, house didn't change no, yeah, no. The house didn't like grow gold trees. Like, yeah. I mean, there's no, there's no difference in the house. It's the same house, and I'm making the same amount of money that my parents made in 1983, except for the house is ten times more expensive, and I just don't understand how I'm supposed to be expected to live. And by the way, I come from the privilege that you're talking about, Jay. So, and by the way, I have a good job. And by the way, I, I have. A, an amazing girlfriend who we're talking about adding a second income. And by the way, I am privileged in a, in a multitude of ways as we've figured out, you know, we've done those tests before and, and et cetera. So for a person that doesn't have all of the advantages that I had growing up for a person that doesn't have the privilege that I have to expect them to how, like, how the fuck do people do it? Like how do they live like a normal Oh, oh, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Fuck off. Yeah. What? Like, I can't even afford boots. Like, what are you talking about? So that, like, what you said is perfect. Like, the I don't even have boots. Like, it's not just I don't have boots. I can't get boots. I can't afford no one, boots. No one will let me in the boot store. Like, I mean, like, I, how are you supposed to? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It, it is a very tough subject because, like, I can, I'm barely making it. I'm barely and making I'm, it. I, my plan is to try and win the lottery. It's not going well. Right. Yeah. I just lost $30 uh, because Oregon lost football. And so I may not eat well this week. <laughs> I got cereal if you want to come over. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah. It, it starts to, when you start thinking like that, you do start to have what's necessary for this whole conversation, which is empathy. And you, you start to see things in a different light and you go, oh, shit, I would sell drugs. Oh, shit, I would go to extremes to, like you said, to feed my kids. Whatever it takes to feed my kids. And then you find yourself in some shitty situations. And I'm not saying that every criminal, I'm not trying to pardon crime. I'm not Absol- trying to make excuses. Not. I'm not at all trying, because I know that's the argument. No, oh, well, you're, are- just trying to, you're just trying to make excuses for criminals. No, we're not, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not at all. And by the way, if you commit a crime, go to jail. Like, I'm not saying that that's I, not a good if thing. You, if you commit a crime, you deserve to be you punished. You go to jail. It. Do I think that all things that are considered crimes right now should be? I no. Do, do I think that it's a is a fair justice system based on the crimes that we're committing? Nope. No, I do not. Do I think that, you know, we could reallocate a lot of funds to without even spending a single more dime, like not literally spending any more money, do I think that there's things that we can do to just 
reposition the same money that already exists yep. and we could just completely change the system. Yeah. And that doesn't involve killing people in the process, by the way. 100%. Just to bring that back around to the death penalty. We made it all the way you back. like that? Um, I did, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I like this conversation. Um, it definitely morphed and that's just how those kind of conversations go because there are so many things to it. It's not just as yeah. simple as it's a nuanced conversation. Kill somebody, don't kill somebody. There's so much to it. But um, don't but don't but don't kill anybody. But don't kill anybody. For the record, don't kill anybody. Uh whether legally, which is what the death penalty is, it's legal murder. Yeah. Uh or illegally. Just don't kill anybody. And um we'll see you next week. If you want to <laughs> call Call us, uh, let us know what you think, 407-900-3820. Do you agree with the death penalty? Do you believe we should? Uh, it should be legal? Or do you think it's ethical? Uh, do you think it's humane? Whatever. Um, or not. And then follow us on social media at the SJN Show on Instagram or uh, the Sully JNH Show at Patreon. And we really will see you next week. Also, you can be anonymous if you want to call in. And yeah, 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 that's true. And we, don't be afraid if you're pro death penalty. I want to hear your stance on 100%. it. Hundred percent. And and just don't say your name. And you can we also literally probably, won't have any idea who you are. You can also probably download a voice changing app if you want to be like. Well, oh, that'd be cool. so cool. Now you're just making people feel like <laughs> no. If you don't say your name, we're not gonna. We don't even know. We, it's, yeah. it's not like even we if won't I'm, tell. We but won't I'm saying know. if I recognize your voice, but you have chosen to not say your name, we I'm not it. going to say your name. No. Unless you're Except Nick. Except it's Nick. Unless it's Nick. And Unless the only exception to the rule is, little Nicky. is Nick Holmes. Yeah. 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 You're uh you're blacklisted. Thanks.